All right, welcome to Peeps Creek, where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink, and let's see what's on today's menu. All right, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. You know, here at the cafe, we always have a conversation centered around the drink. For those of you who are looking, you will notice that I am in a different location. Well, technically in the same location, just on the opposite side of where I normally sit. I, of course, am Sean, you know, the one and only, boom, boom, boom. And I am joined today by Denise. Say hello, Denise. Hello, everyone. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm all right. I'm, I'm living, you know, I'm going through life like most people are, but I'm good. Good. I'm alive. I'm breathing. Your I got my on another day. Yes, that's right. All right. Now, what are you drinking on? I am actually drinking on dun, 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 dun. juice. Let me get these cords out of the oh, way. This is actually, annoying. no, we're doing wine today. Oh, okay. Good we job. We upgraded a little. Good job. All right. So I am, of course, drinking on bourbon, <laughs> the, the only thing I know. And I wanted to show this cup. Okay, so you remember when I did that presentation, right? I told you I gave a, a presentation to lawyers and HR folks. Yes. And I told you they gave me all these gifts and all this, and they gave me like this wine set. It's called, I don't know what it is, but anyway, it's like a wine chiller bottle and it came with two cups. So I've had it for like two or three weeks and I just had it on my bar in another bar in, the, in my house. And I just finally decided to use the cups. And then I realized and looking at the cups and the bottle, the wine chiller, they actually engraved my initials on there. That was so sweet. It says DDS on here. Let me see if you can see it. Oh, yes. Nice. So that is on the wine chiller as well as the two cups. So it's pretty good. They actually took, first of all, they took time, energy and effort to do that. But also these things are not cheap because they like $250. And then they gave me a multitude of other things. All right. So it's been a moment. It has been a while. And we are going to be on episode 83. Episode 83 is entitled Let my God, let me do this again. I was going to say, let the tea spill. This is going to be called a gossip hour where we talk about a few things that's going on in social media and in the world period. And so our first topic that we want to talk about, and I don't know how many of you write in. Oh yeah. I mean, we don't need, these people don't want to hear about our personal lives. They want to know what we're talking about. I mean, but you were all in Africa. I thought you would Oh, yeah. I was in Africa for like two weeks, but we can talk about that at the end. All right. So the first topic that I really want to dive into is I want to talk about what what has been called the tenant from hell or just a smart cookie. So uh, I don't know how many of you follow the news. Have you you've rented with Airbnb, right? I've had. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So I've rented with Airbnb. Disclaimer. Airbnb kicked me off completely. I can never booted right out. <laughs> boot, booted the fuck out. Booted for life. Now, so 
of course, I have my own personal issues with Airbnb. It has nothing to do with the platform necessarily, just the way they handle my situation. Because the reason I was kicked off had absolutely nothing to do with me, (laughs) but because I happened to rent the spot, I took the responsibility of some other fucking idiot. So guilty by association, I guilty guess. by motherfucking association. All right. So, but what we want to talk about is this tenant. They call it a tenant, okay? Tenant from hell. Or I think she, it's a smart cookie. I'm going to agree or, with the smart. Or cookie. she's just a smart cookie. But I found out some more information about this smart cookie. So okay. there is a. This is in the L.A. area. There is a tenant. I don't know her how to pronounce her name, but I think it is her Sharon. What is it? Do, do you do you know how to pronounce it? Hirschhorn. I can't even pronounce my name half the time. Come on now. All right. So her name is Hirschhorn. So there is a, a guy who is a periodontist, and he has this home that he had remodeled, and it comes with a an attachment to the home that's kind of separate and that he rented out on Airbnb. So this particular lady took out a long-term Airbnb. Right. I think initially it was supposed to be a couple of months. Do you remember how many months altogether she said she was going to do it? I think it was six months. All right. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a couple. It, it was for some months. Okay. And I think her name is Elizabeth Hirschhorn. Yes. Now, so this chick, <laughs> so she rented a long term Airbnb with this guy. And then when the Airbnb time had expired, whatever the month is, let's just say it was four months, five months, she asked for a slight extension for for her to find an additional long-term Airbnb stay. Now, what the guy did, the, the owner of the Airbnb, what he did was he granted it, but he granted it outside of Airbnb's platform. He said, I'll give you a week to do this. Now, this lady has literally remained there an additional 500 plus days and has not paid a single dime Mm. of any fee thereafter. And not only does she not pay a dime and she's still living there, she also is demanding that he give her back the $27,000 that she had already paid for the months that she signed up on Airbnb. So this guy apparently cannot kick her out. Do you do you remember why he can't kick her out now? <laughs> because of the problem with the shower, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so apparently what what's going on is like they're in different jurisdictions. Okay? Yeah. In different jurisdictions, LA being one of them, New York also is one. They passed some local ordinances that kind of restrict individuals who do Airbnb. Like, for instance, in New York, they pass an ordinance that you can't rent to certain people for less than, I think, I don't know, I want to say six months, but definitely not like the week or whatever, like normally people do for Airbnb, right? And not only that, you have to register your property with the city so that they have this kind of management system on there. Because part of the problem is, is that with Airbnb, a lot of people start buying up property, right, for investment purposes who are not vested in the community. And so they're taking potential housing from folks who live there so that these folks from these investors from no man's land can make money, right? And so- New York, for instance, got tired of that shit and was like, you know, we're going to pass these ordinance. 
So what are ordinance? So that's uh, think of it as similar to a state law, right? But it's okay. not the state that's doing it; it's the locality. So like the city, the uh, county, okay. whatever, right? Okay. Yeah. So those are called ordinances typically, and so. LA passed one, and essentially what it requires is that in order for you to do that, it's called, his home would be considered an ADU, which is an auxiliary dwelling unit. And so you have to have a certificate A, and your auxiliary dwelling unit has to have certain specifications and pass certain specifications. In his case, she argued that the shower was non-compliant because that particular ADU should never have had a shower. Mm. Right. And so as a result of that, she's basically saying that she gets to she gets to remain there. And as part of this during COVID, right, there a lot of jurisdictions started passing laws to avoid people from getting evicted. Right. For non-payment. So and L.A., if there's no valid reason and I don't know what all the valid reasons are. Right. If there's no valid reason for evicting a person, the the owner would have to pay for a relocation fee. And so in her case, how much is she asking for for relocation? Uh, how much? 100000 Yes, $100,000. Like so basically what, she, basically what she said, bro, if you want me out of your house <laughs> and you want me out of this ADU that should never have been an ADU, you need to pay me $100,000. And oh, by the way, you also need to give me those $20,000 that you already took from me as part of the payment to Airbnb for the long-term stay. So they are, to this day, still in court, fighting each other to try to, A, she get evicted, or B, she gets to remain there for free, or C, he has to pay the relocation fee. That's what I'm saying, smart cookie, because how do you even know all of these things? You must have done some type of research, but like, why? Why do you want to stay in that house? Like, what is it about? I don't know. I think well, it's both. Well, <laughs> oh. so so this lady actually used to be a writer for several TV shows. And prior to this, according to some news outlets, she had did this previously. So right before she rented at this particular spot, Apparently, what happened was is that she had a situation where, let me let me get it. Two months before she moved there, she was sued by owners of a multi-million dollar home in Oakland for not paying the legal tenant for when she sublet a spot. And she stayed in that particular home rent-free for more than a year. And she also used COVID as a reason to allow her to stay there. Okay, so she did that. And then prior to that, she she was standing somewhere and she sued the, that particular homeowner because she alleged that she was injured in the home. Right. And that case was recently kicked out because, A, she wasn't partic- participating in discovery to try to find out about her injury. And so discovery is when you're in a lawsuit and you get to ask the other side information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the judge kicked it out because she couldn't prove her in injury. So it appears, and I can't, it appears she has a pattern of going to places and using the loopholes to be able to stay there rent-free for some time. So, yeah. So you think she a smart cookie or she? I think she a crazy smart cookie. <laughs> and well, he needs to go back to that previous tenant, figure out how they got her out of the house so he can do the same. 
I think she got out of the house because she decided she wanted to move on and go somewhere else, maybe for work. And so L.A. was the place. And so she got this. She must really like this place because that's over a year, too. 500 days either is she, over a year. Yes. Either she likes the place or she likes the fact that she don't have to pay for something. Now, we don't know what her financial situation is, but obviously she knows how to use the system to her advantage. She does. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Crazy smart cookie. <laughs> Crazy what? Smart cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I, as I wish hell. they had pictures of the place because I would really like to know. They do. Oh, but you can't really. You didn't see it on. You couldn't see it on the thing. I mean, I see one, but I like I wonder which which is her place. Yeah. They don't show her spot. And the yeah. other thing is that she will not let him in. She won't let him in. She has. She's been calling the police on him for his music. <laughs> and it's his house. Well, well, she's been there, and then he's talking about he's scared to leave his home. I would be too. And it's not like he can sell his home. No. Well, he could. Yeah, but sell then... his home. <laughs> but what? What do you think would happen? She's probably still going to stay there. More likely than not, yeah, she's probably still going to stay there, and so. This remind me of I was listening to this Audible. I like to listen to Audible series, and it was Audible series called Possession. And so, essentially, the people had bought this home, and they thought the the wife was pregnant, and she thought the house was haunted. But come to find out, what was happening is is that there was a family living underneath the house, and eventually they kicked out the people who actually bought the house and took over their home. And you know how they did that? So in law school, in property, you learned about this whole concept called adverse possession, right? So adverse possession is a legal theory that people can use to take over a spot, a home, that they didn't actually pay for. There are certain statutory elements. And so for most of those statutory elements, it, it, it requires you to have a hostile takeover. So basically you are coming in, plotting in, sitting down and saying, this is mine. It needs to be open and notorious in the sense that you're doing it openly. So there's no, no hiding the fact that you are living there. Like if I went to my old home right before, after I sold it, and I went to my own home, old, old home, and I just sat there and started going in and out, and, and neighbors started seeing me and doing that. That would be open. It would be actual because I'm actually there. It needs to be exclusive in the sense that I'm actually using the space as mine. And then for whatever jurisdiction you're in, it needs to be for whatever that statutory period is. Like here in Virginia, and I don't practice law in Virginia, but here in Virginia, for instance, it's 15 years, right? You have to be there for 15 years and do that. If you prove that and if you do it, right, then you have a legal claim to that property. That that could be a home. That could be land, like a open land that, that a home was um, knocked down and they haven't built anything on there. It could be that. I could put a tent out there and, and live out there for the statutory period, and then I can get claim to that particular piece of land. And then after the 15 years, once I claim, you know, that that land is mine, am I responsible for like payments or anything like that? Well, then you can have legal rights to it. And then from there, you have to figure out 
how you need to continue to to own it. So then if there is payments or tax payments and things like that, yes, you have to participate in that regard. I'm but yeah, tent and I'm gonna go to <laughs> Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah, okay, no, because I live here because it's not gonna be open. Lop until... my oh, oh yes, it is because your neighbors have seen me come in and out. So All right, I've done people, it very openly. Let us move on <laughs> to the next topic. All right, <laughs> you should never have said that. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the next topic is the Will and Jada saga continues. Okay. So, Wait, let me clarify that. It's only because I love his home, okay? It's not because of no other reason other than I love his home and his animals. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, everyone should know that I guess Jada Pick, Pickett Smith is coming out with a book called Worthy. I think it's out now or it's out in two days. But anyhow. October, October okay. 17th. All right. And nobody knew, well, I'm not going to say that. Nobody okay, wait. All right. So we're not the only people talking about this. Everybody is talking about this, but I kind of want to take it as from a different angle, right? Did you, first and foremost, did you watch the interview? I did. On the NBC interview? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. So I watched it. It came out yesterday, last night. I watched it last night when it came out. And so first and foremost, what did you think overall about the interview? I think that certain things were good for us to like get, what's the word? Like to get a, like a view of her life. Yeah. Like an understanding of her life because Mm -hmm. I learned things from that interview. I did not know, but I felt like it concentrated more on other things than her book. Like give me an example. Like the situation with Will and the situation with the Oscars, I think it, it it just wanted to like dig into that instead of her life, which I'm assuming is what her book is about. You know, granted, Will is in her life. It's, you know, was, is, may be her husband, whatever, whatever they want to call themselves. But I don't know. I felt like had it, had it gone the route of just speaking about her life, her trials, what she's gone through, you know, yes, she may have also gone through the situation with Will and what, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it was more about the situation with Will, the Oscars and not about the book. Just my opinion. Full disclaimer. I'm coming from a biased perspective. Let me just say, mm-hmm. I don't like Were Will you saying Smith. saying I wasn't biased? Oh, no, no, no. I'm biased. I don't like Will Smith. I have a very, some may say is a very dumb reason. And I stopped liking Will Smith from Fresh Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I stopped liking him when the black Vivian went upstairs. And then on the next episode, the light-skinned Vivian came down. Okay. (laughs) And because that Vivian was no longer part of Fresh Prince, I personally blamed Fresh Will Smith for that. And so I stopped liking him as a result of that. So like his movies, I would like not go and see them. Blah, blah, blah. So I have this personal bias. So I watched the interview and I I don't know. She says that she was an open person, right, on the interview. But I didn't really get that from the interview, <laughs> that she was open. Like, I, 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 I'm sorry. Ahead. I was going to say I, she's open, but she's open with the things she doesn't have to be open with. You know, like, I don't know. Like, do we really care? Do you really care about where they are in their relationship? I don't nope. fucking care whether Will Smith or Jada Pickett Smith are still together or not. Now, 
there are there have been a lot of rumors. People say he was gay, she was gay, they were swingers, just that and the third. She dispels she dispels that. She said, No, that's not accurate. We none of that is accurate. I'm not here to to say that she's lying because I have no proof one way or the other that what she said isn't accurate, right? Now, what I will say, however, is that I found it very interesting, particularly with the whole Oscar situation, that she disclosed <laughs> that when he was like, keep my fucking wife's name out your mouth to, to Chris, that she said she was sitting there like, bruh, why are you calling me wife? We and you know, been, that bothered we, me. We ain't been together since 2016. <laughs> that bothered me because her first, and she, she openly says it, her first reaction was, huh? We haven't called each other husband, husband and, and wife. wife. Yep. Like what? <laughs> yep. This man is over here making a fool of himself, going up there, slapping a man in his face for you. And your first reaction is, huh? <laughs> we haven't been, you know, like, I don't know. But I think that's the piece that a lot of people thought he was doing it for her. But was he doing it for her or was he doing it for himself or was he doing it because of the hurt? That he has experienced. And here's why I asked that is that I watched the interview that he and her did on the red table after it came out about this whole entanglement thing, right? With the friend of her son and they've been in this relationship. And that discussion to me was awkward between the two. I agree. And it also led me believe that they were trying to have a conversation, not of substance, in my opinion, about the situation but trying to gloss over kind of what had what information had come out about this whole entanglement right but it also made me believe particularly for will that i i developed kind of a soft spot for him at that moment because for me i felt like i saw hurt all hurt and pain all over his face now i'm not a psychologist i don't have a degree in that but just as a viewer looking in, someone looking into it, that's what I got from that. And, you know, I I think sometimes what happened is, is that because we give these celebrities, we place them on these pedestals, we think that we have a right and access to their personal lives. And we really don't, right? And, and in this situation, I feel like they keep inviting us in. <laughs> and they I- people jada keeps inviting us in right and i'm like why do we need to know that like what principle is that given anyone right what point are you trying to prove and especially given the fact that you're saying you know i wanted a divorce but then i realized i made a promise i was never going to divorce so that's why we're not divorced but then you also say in this same interview now seven years from now i can't tell you what that means and i'm like well it should you should be able to tell us what that means because you have been living separately since 2016, but you're saying you're not getting divorced because of the principle of what marriage is, essentially, without saying that. But yet you're saying you don't know what that means seven years from now. To me, it just seems to be hypocritical or incongruent with what you are now trying to portray. What I mean, does any of that make sense? And it maybe does. It, and I think- I, to answer your question about Will getting up and slapping Chris, was it really for her? Was it really for him? Or was it really that he was hurt? I think it's all three. I think that Will is very hurt with everything that has gone on. But I also think that 
he has issues because he knows Chris at one point tried to talk to Jada. Well, they went together. They were going to, you know, but still, that's your wife, you know, and, and there's a bro code. Come on now. And <laughs> and I think that making light of her medical condition while he knows everything she's got, had to go through because of the medical condition, I think it was all of it together. So I think all three took the best of him. Okay, but let me say this, because mm-hmm. I felt that was no disrespect to people who suffer from alopecia. But I think that's an easy route to go. And, and let me say why. Comedians often make light of sensitive personal situations and of other people's sensitive personal situations. And the reason I think a lot of comedians do that is because through pain, laughter can be a a remedy. Like people make light of, for instance, comedians make light of September 11, 2001 all the time. Comedians make light of people being murdered all the time, right? And I don't know if that really was a pain sore for her. And particularly because in the interview, she didn't say it made me feel some kind of way. What she said was, it wasn't about me. It's about other people who go through it, right? And so I felt that Will didn't have this benevolent perspective of, let me slap Chris on behalf of all people who suffer from alopecia, right? It was about his wife. But here's the other thing. Will also started off kind of as, as a comedian, right? Now, not maybe he didn't do a lot of stand-up, but he certainly would make jokes when he would host things and, and make light of, of situations that could have been seen personal. Does that make sense? Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to you. It's your opinion. You know, you have the right to your opinion. I, I, I still I think it was, huh? Period. I say, I know I do, period. Exactly. We all do. (laughs) But I still think that you can't say necessarily, I get what she said, but you, you were not in that relationship, like you've mentioned. So technically we don't know what she's gone through with the condition. You don't know how painful it could be, meaning, you know, her knowing that she's losing her hair and whatnot. So I, again, I think it was all emotions put together that caused the reaction. But going back to the, you you said so many things, I'm trying to catch up. Gosh, you said something else after you said, was it the three emotions together? I can't remember what it is. But going back to that Chris Rock joke, eh, I get it. The comedian, comedians, you know, joke about everything. I don't think that was the right joke though. Not that. You could have joked about the situation of them coming out as gay. You could have you know, or maybe the swinger or maybe the, 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 the multiple, you know, things that they yeah. said about them as a couple, but you yeah. targeted her specifically. Yeah, no, I her. get that. I get that. And I, and I can understand why people would take that. I just think as comedians, like if I go to a comedy show now, granted, it's not a comedy show, but it's Chris Rock at the Oscars and I'm sitting in the front row. I'm expecting for him to say something about me. Right. And she she was because she said right. she said it. She thought he was gonna play nice. She already knew something may come out of it. <laughs> but she knew he wasn't. It's Chris Rock. Come on now. Like it 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 is what it is. Now <clears throat> but here's what I wrote some questions about it. 
And one question I have for you is like, do you want to ride or die person like Jada is to Will and vice versa? The way they the way she portrayed it. I don't think she's a ride or die. Why? Because dang man, a ride or die will not put them in the position that she's putting them now. You know what but, I mean? She but her response have- was like, as soon as that happened, like she went into what she said, Jada mode. Okay. We're going to get through this. Let's figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during this interview, you could have done the same. Let's go into Jada mode. This book is not about Will. This book is about me and my experiences as a person, not in a couple, not in a relationship. So, you know, there'll be a time for us to discuss that. No, it's not the time. Because in order for me to discuss that, Will should be here so he can give his side of the story as well. Yes, so, but she, she did kind of say that when Hoda asked her she why did Will do speaking it. about it. She can say, you know, it's my opinion. Like, no, she's not a ride or die. A ride or die would have stayed with, would not have put them in the position that they are today. Because now they're the talk of the, of the town again. Will is being put now in a situation again of being a fool. Like, a ride or die would not put you in this situation. You would not have made known that you had this relationship, this side relationship with this child because they're like 20 years apart. You know, I don't want that type of ride or die. I'm sorry. I want a ride or die that's going to be there by my side. Nobody needs to know that he's by my side and it's between me and him. Maybe because I'm not a celebrity, but still. No, I mean, I, I think everything that you said is valid. For me, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I can't, you know, uh, shit. Let's let's be real here. I mean, they they were separated since 2016. Now she said separate. I don't know if that meant they lived in the same whole house, but on different sides. No, I think they it- live in separate ho- separate houses. I don't know what that meant because she really didn't explain that to me. And again, I'm not going to buy the book. I'm not going to read they? the book. Uh, <laughs> full disclaimer. Me neither. But. You know, for me, when I wrote the question, I'm like, shit, I just recently, not too long ago, got a relationship where I felt like the person just ran away (laughs) on any situation, like anything, right, any situation that they felt because they felt some kind of way, right? And, 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 And even though in real life, they never fucking disclosed anything to me in real life or tried to do anything about the relationship. And for me, it's like, damn, why can't I find someone who's willing to stick with me even through that bullshit and all like the back and forth and all that? So I don't know. You may. I, I may. You may. I may. Right. Wink, wink. I know. You know, but I'm taking my time. Anyway, moving on. So I don't know. I I, I sense there is some true devotion between the two go ahead wait before i forget it was about the red talk conversation i did not watch it i just watched the clips that they played during her interview with is it hoda yeah with hoda and by the the way i love hoda but go ahead i don't know who she is (laughs) but i am gonna agree with you like from the interview from the little clips from his body language you can tell that he was he was hurt he was mad you know, and I felt like that whole conversation should have been something they, they did in their house, like not for everybody to see, because you can and tell he was holding so much resentment. He was. And I and well, again, I don't know them, but outside of looking in, 
what I gathered from watching that, and, and, and mind you, that was the only time I ever watched a Red Table. But I felt like he really wanted to get into it. And even though she was like, claims she's like an open book, yeah, yeah. The interview, I mean, that little discussion, no. Because they didn't really go into it. The whole entanglement situation maybe was, I'm exaggerating, but literally maybe four minutes of the conversation, right? We really didn't get full details what that meant. And let's be clear and let's be fair. That was the opportunity for them to say, I know we were separated since 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this happened. Agree. And I sent you that clip from The View when, what's her name? I love her too. Something Navarro. She has my Yes. Daughter. And she was like, I don't fucking care about their relationship. I feel like I know more about their marriage than my own. Than my own. <laughs> she yeah, <was> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, and then she said she felt like it was for money grab. Essentially, because this is a book, this is a catcher. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I do want to get on a point that's more serious, unless you want to say anything else about that. No, I agree. I think that we are knowing all of this because she has to make money out of the book. So why not disclose all of this? Right. The one part that I felt a little like, okay, I, I feel sympathy for her is when she talked about the title. Because she put it as worthy, but what she said that she initially, she wanted the title to be unlovable. And what did you think about that? I think we all go through this. I didn't think nothing special. I think that, I don't know, maybe I'm a B-I-T-C-H, right? Because I, I feel like we've all go through the situations where we feel unworthy and we feel unlovable, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't feel no type of way. I'll be honest. Well, I guess for me, because I, I have struggled with this for a long period of time. I, I don't really seek avenues of expressing myself with people often. And I have gone through the periods of feeling unlovable, right? And not just about relationships, like intimate relationship with a significant other, but just unlovable, right? Friends and things of that nature. And I often find myself questioning, what is it about me that forces people not to want to be with me? And when I say with me, like my friends, like, you know what I mean? Like why, and I'm not saying everyone, but I've, I've, gone through those periods of feeling unloved and, right. un- and, and being unlovable. And I say this a lot to people when I start talking to them about how I feel that I don't want to be a burden on other people. Right. And so that's always my perspective. And I think sometimes for me, and I'm not saying this is true for her, but it resonated with me is that that feeling of unlovable sometimes is me creating that sense because I feel like I can't be open and honest to people because then I feel like I'm burdening them, right? Where I have always been accustomed to being the one who had the answers. I've always been accustomed to being the one who had to have their shit together and know what's going on one point to next. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if there's if there's some kind of issue going on, there's some kind of traumatic situation, I find myself not having time to express my emotions about it because I'm too busy trying to fix it 
for everyone else so that they don't experience the pain. Does that make sense? It does. That's why I said that. I personally didn't think anything of it because I think everyone goes through those periods. Like yeah. a lot of the things that she mentioned, this is why I, I, I say that her interview should have been about this. You know what I mean? About how she's been dealing with it how she overcame feeling feeling the way she was feeling. Well, she there. said she took some tea, but go ahead. I, she didn't even mention the name of it. I was waiting for her to mention it, but she didn't even mention it. But I think one thing that, that resonated with me was the part where she said often she would think of how to make it seem like it was an accident so it wouldn't oh, be a suicide. Yeah. Right, because I've, I've had those thoughts, which is yeah, why yeah. I say, you know, that we all go through it, but we all manage differently. You know, we yeah. all bring ourselves back differently. So that's why the the title of the book didn't really, you know, because yeah. this is what Sorry. I would have wanted to see in the interview. You know, the struggles she's had to go through as a person. Yeah, and I, yes, I mean, I get it. I, I And I agree, we've, we've all struggled with that. I mean, I've struggled with that, whether I should be here or not, right? And thought about, you know, removing myself and maybe it'll be easier and blah, right. blah, blah. Um, and I'm not saying blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't believe that it is an, an important concept or issue because right. people no, struggle with it. Because for me, keeping everything in is dangerous, right? And it's dangerous on so many levels because you can think of, you can harm yourself or you can become destructive in so many different avenues, right? That you don't even know you've been destructive. So seek the help that you need, have the conversations that you need. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought the, the interview was going to be kind of in line with what you were saying, more focus on her. And the interview really didn't give me any new perspective of Jada or of Will or of the situation. Quite frankly, to be honest, I'm tired of hearing about them personally. But I do wish them the best and I do want them to to heal, whether that's heal as a couple, heal together. And she did say there's been some beautiful moments of them healing when when the question was, you know, do you see re reconciliation? So I guess they're still separated. I don't know. Yes, they are. But he's getting old, so she's going to stick by that man because who's going to take care of him? That's well, I don't know said. what that meant Ladies because she, she also, you know, she fit the two. I mean, she still look good, though. I'm is just going to be honest. Too? Yeah, she fits too. Oh, wow. She She's looks beautiful. good as hell. She is beautiful. She looks I, good, I, as, good as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think that yeah. I don't really want to know. You know what I mean? Like, what I want to know is if you're coming out with a book, what can I expect to, to read in that book? How your family is, how your family reacted to reading the book. You know, because it's not just Will and Jada, it's the kids as well. You know, those kids are being affected by all of it too. Yeah. But gosh, I wanted to say something. I will say Jada is the one for Will because just going back to the conversations of how they met, how he continued reaching out to her even after, I think that she is his person. You know, that's the woman he loves and will always love. Do I think Will is that person to her? No, which is why Tupac <clears throat> is, me. but Tupac ain't here. Tupac is, and and I agree with her. You know, you always have that soulmate in life, and I think that's them, right? That's Tupac and Jada. I think that I agree with her. If if we had previous life, I think they've done 
they've been known each other for many previous lives. But I think that's what she is to Will. And I think that regardless, Will is always going to to be there for her. And, and you know, he's going to fight for his woman. Nobody better ever say anything about Jada if they don't want Will coming for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I wish them the best in their relationship. And you know what? Here's the bottom line. I, I know a lot of people... What works for one relationship is not going to work for every relationship. Right. And if that is working for them and they feel that it's working for them, that's all that's ma- that matters. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like you've met your soulmate in your life? My soulmate is me. Is that you not wanting to give the answer or you technically not feeling like you've ever met your soulmate? Like that person like her, that she's felt like, you know, if there was a previous life, yet traveled it together. Why are you trying to make me have this conversation? Because I felt, I, I I feel I've had that. I've known this person for almost 15 years, maybe 16. I think every person has that soulmate and feel like. Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. I felt like I've met Good. that person, but I ain't with that person. So I ain't either, you know, but, <laughs> but, but it's not, me- it, it doesn't mean that. Because it's your soulmate, you have to, you know, there are people that meet their soulmate and are with the soulmate and live happily ever after. That's not the case for everybody. I'm not with the soulmate, but I know it's my soulmate because I can feel everything that happens to the person. Like I will have a dream that this person is in a new relationship and boom, this person is in a relationship. Well, I will have a dream that something is going on with the person and it's like, there's something going on, you know? So I, I feel like everybody has had a soulmate in their life. Yeah, okay, moving on. All right. End <laughs> to the conversation. Yeah, you're not about to have me over here crying <laughs> on this on this podcast. All right, moving on to the next <laughs> next topic. All right. Social media friends. Where the line begins and ends. All right. So there was a post on social media where let me see, make sure I can get it. And it was from, oh, the neighborhood talk is where I got it from. It says, is it inappropriate for your friends to follow your significant other on social media or exchange numbers? So what do you you think about that? (laughs) So I saw a comment that was posted right, excuse me, right under it. And it says everyone has different boundaries for different reasons. I couldn't agree more with that. I personally don't see a problem with it i think it i think you have to set boundaries right like i don't know i don't see a problem with it because what if for example what if that guy wants to find or, or wants to propose to me and wants to find different ways of doing it he's going to reach out to my friend my bff because she's going to be his his person to make me think something, you know what I mean? Like, I don't see a problem with it. I think that if you trust your man and you trust your friend, there should be no problem with it, no issue with it. Now, if there's no trust, then yes, I can see how that can become an issue. What are your thoughts? Looks like you don't agree with it. No, I think it's a convoluted, I think it's it's more convoluted than that. I think it depends on what type of relationship you're in. I think it also depends mm-hmm. on what does that mean? 
are you just following each other because you're following each other? Like there are a lot of people on social media. I don't know who the fuck they are. We follow each other. I Why do you comment. follow them? We follow each other. I don't know. We oh. I make comment on their stories. They make they comment on my stories. I mean, people comment all the time. Not like I'm I'm popular, but people comment on my shit. I comment on their so- stories. And if I saw them out, I, I wouldn't know who they were from a bag of hay. But That's at the, the end of the day, in you. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, it's social media. But when you're in a relationship, I think that takes a different perspective because here's what I want to know. It's like, what does that mean? Right? Is it we're following each other because, oh, I know you're my man's best friend, my my girl's best friend. Let's follow each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of what you're saying. Or are you following each other because you've developed your own friendship, quote unquote, with that person? And so then you start following. Like for me, I was in a relationship where I followed. I didn't start following the friend or, and the friend didn't start following me until I felt like we develop our own friendship. And I, I use that term not to say, oh, our friendship is bigger or better than what y'all friendship is, right? But the question becomes, what happens in my head? What happens when that relationship no longer exists, right? And so then- So now you're changing the question. Yes, because I think that's why I okay. said it's convoluted. Okay. But I no, don't, don't go too far. The question is, if you are in a relationship, is it okay for your friend, which is Jay, right? Let's say Jay, to follow- Whoever it is that, that you're I'm in dating. Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay, so now especially, you want... Especially, especially if they met. Now, if it's just random, let me go... Oh, no, for search, sure. Like, come on now. Through, then that's a little weird. Like, why? Right. I think I agree right. with you that once you, once you have developed your own friendship with that person, then that is when it's okay for each other to be following each okay, other. Okay, but now that we've gone there, I want to take it a step further Okay, then. now let's take it a step further. So now so, this is not part of the question that was posted on social media. This is your Now, I, I will say for me, okay, I will say for me, I was in a, years ago, I was in a relationship where the friend and I followed each other and the friend and I didn't disclose initially that we follow each other Yikes. because we synced up. And when I say synced up, it was like, oh, I fuck with this motherfucker and this motherfucker fuck with me. And it's like, all right, we kind of have the same humor and we would exchange all like these memes and random posts. And it got to the point that we were communicating more on social media than the friends were. And to the to the point that the person also felt like that they came was like, I feel like y'all talking too much. And that became a problem. But then I'm saying in my head, why? <laughs> why does it matter? Because for me, I'm not we're not talking about anything inappropriate. Yeah, but that's you that knows that your your friend, whoever you were with doesn't know that. For one, you guys didn't make it known. Well, so first that of all, already was an issue. Well, well, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Maybe, but there was some other bullshit. And that's why I was like, I don't give a fuck, period. But putting that aside, 
I feel like people, I don't know, you need to know who you're dating in some form, shape, or fashion. And I feel like I'm very clear early on about what my boundaries mean and very clear early on what information I want known. I'm so I'm very clear on what I expect to be known from from information from my significant other. That means I want to know if you're bringing me around someone, I, if y'all interacted, I want to know. I need to know this information because for me, I want to be able to make my own decisions. <laughs> I don't want to be forcing something that I'm not comfortable with because I right. can't promise to you how I'm going to behave, right? Okay, so <laughs> that's number one. So if I meet someone and I'm hanging out with you and your friends and we exchange social media, first and foremost, you're going to know that because I'm going to ask you, is it okay? Number one. Okay, normally, I'm going to ask you, is it okay? But I know I'm kind of going off topic, but going back to your point, let's just say that your friends and then after the breakup, what happens with that friendship on social media? And, and, and if you exchange numbers, is there an I expectation? Think you can continue it. Like, why not? You know, just because you ended the relationship with the person doesn't mean you have to end <clears throat> the friendship. You know, it's it's not like you are trying to get into a relationship with this person. You guys are genuine friends. So that's why I don't think it's necessary to end it. But yeah. So, and then, okay, so another topic, I, I mean, another question I have on that is that, okay, so you all, be, you all start following each other, right, after the breakup, and then, okay, so after the breakup, what are the limitations of the communications between the friends then that, that have now followed each other, may have exchanged numbers, because you, you started following each other during a relationship, exchange number during the relationship. There's no longer a relationship with the mutual party. Where do you go? I think I would have issues if they hang out. Like you guys can remain friends because you still you still owe me a loyalty as my friend. No. No. That's your that's your opinion. No. But to no. me, listen, no. don't tell me no. You no. may have your own <laughs> view of the matter to me i am okay if you guys continue to be friends social media friends etc but the hanging out unless unless you come to me and say hey i just want to let you know that so and so is actually going to be hanging out with me this day as long as you make me know of it i may be okay but okay. if i just start seeing pictures of you guys hanging together and you didn't tell me nah i'm gonna find issues with that Okay, so we're gonna take this topic further. This is gonna be a long episode. <laughs> Sorry. You can cut it in two. Yeah. Okay. I think that's bullshit, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. This whole loyalty—you need to be loyal to me. No, I don't need to be loyal to you because what you probably did in a relationship was bullshit, right? And here, here, here is why. I have fundamental issues with this topic overall. It's because, and it was my last relationship, honestly. This is personal for me because I think it's bullshit. I can tell. 
It is because once you have indicated to a person that you are friends with that person, you develop a relationship with a person, you develop a relationship with that person, not the relationship of, of all three of you. Now, if in fact, in the interactions, let's just take my situation. If in fact, I am talking about your friend or you know that, I get that. It makes you uncomfortable. But if I'm hanging out with you and I'm just vibing with you and I'm just like interacting with you without any inter- in any discussion about your friend, that's because I value what we have built. And I respect the fact, I respect the fact that you have a friendship and a very close friendship with the person who I'm no longer dating because I can separate the two because I'm not going to place you in a situation where it makes you uncomfortable because for me, I get it. I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me. Now, this whole loyalty, like if we hang out, then what's the fuck are saying y'all friends? Why say, why say that you, you develop a friendship with a person if the friendship is limited by the fact that I have to be in a relationship with the person who no longer wants to be in a relationship with me? That should impact us. And I feel... Wait, are you answering the question or are you... <laughs> I'm sorry. This, oh, are this you is, talking about your relationship? I'm talking about. Because, yeah, I, I don't have a relationship. Wait, wait. I don't have the relationship. I what know. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that I fundamentally respect and honor when someone says that I have a personal relationship with you, and when someone says that to me, to me that is value. That's valuing me, and that's me valuing you. If you guys are going to hang out without me knowing, I'm going to find an issue with that. If you tell me ahead of time, hey, I, I'm going to hang out with this person. I hope you're okay with it. You know, it's it's just we're going to vibe. We're going to cool. We're going to do this or whatnot. Then that's different. Let's say Jose. We don't even have a damn friend named Jose. But let's say Jose is your friend. Yep. Jose was your friend to begin with, right? And Jose yep. became my friend after yep. you and I got into a relationship. Yep. You and I are no longer in a relationship. Yep. Now Jose and I are cool. Like, let's go dance. Let's go party. Like, let's yep. dance salsa. Vamos a bailar bachata. Let's do this. Yep. You would be okay with that? I would, because you know why? Because if, in fact, I, if Jose is as close as I expect Jose to be, Jose is not trying to do anything with you, A. Jose is not going to allow you to bad talk me, B. And Jose is going to be respectful of the boundaries automatically. Right. And, I, and, and Jose does not have to communicate to, with me about the, about the fact that y'all are hanging out because I respect my relationship with Jose enough to know that this motherfucker is my friend and I don't expect anything to go awry and why do i need to be the conduit between two people who've identified a relationship that extends beyond me even though i was the initial reason they got became friends i agree with everything minus the i don't need to know that they're hanging out to me you i i would expect at least the decency of say hey denise i'm gonna hang out with such and such I'm going to hang out with Sean. Sure. Okay, that's fine. 
Go hang out with Sean. Yes, but I get that. That is most friends would do that. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't think it's a requirement, especially when you have identified that you have developed your own relationship with a person. We can agree to disagree. All right. Age ain't nothing but a number. All right. So, so this is the topic of Marquise Houston, who was a member of Immature. Now, full disclaimer, Immature was doing my time, but I always like older music. So... I don't remember what they sung. Wait, I, I, have, I have to mention this. So you know how, rest in peace, one of the Isley brothers passed away. So when I heard it on the radio, I was driving Dorian to school and, and I was like, oh, what? Oh my God, no, like I really like their music. And so the lady in the radio was like, you know, they originated in the 1950s. And Dorian looks at me and he's like, how do you like that music? I said, Dorian. Sean used to make me listen to that music while he was cleaning, while we were going out. Like if we were going somewhere, he would have that music. That's how I started liking Patti LaBelle. That's how I, I knew love, of the Eiley Brothers. Like <laughs> I love old music. You. I've always loved old, old music. Yep. Old music and reggae. And, um, and soca and, and so all that, yeah. yeah. But all like the shit that was going on at the time. Yeah, not so much. So I forgot what music they sung, but Immature Group. I'm glad you mentioned it because I did not remember. Yeah, he was part of Immature. Okay, so there was a post by Lyrica Anderson and full disclaimer, I don't know who she is, but I guess she's a singer or something. Do you know? I guess I should have I have no idea neither. We are bad. (laughs) Wait, wait. Can you Google this please real quick? Who is she? Where's my phone? So we can put some respect on her name. We'll be uh, talking Lyrica about her. Anderson. Lyrica Anderson. I think she is a singer. She She's an be. American singer, singer, songwriter. What's she, she appeared in Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Yeah, I never she watched that show. Daughter of Iket Lyrica Garrett. What song she sing? Do you know? <laughs> no. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. So there was a headline on a social media site, the Neighborhood Talk, I think. And it said, 42-year-old Marquise Houston says his biggest flex is being a man of God and great husband to his 22-year-old wife that he married when she was 19. That's the headline. He didn't say this, but that's the headline of the social media. Lyric Anderson comes out and says, the headline was unnecessary, shaking my head. He waited until she was grown before anything, and now they're both grown and married with a family at least he married her and treats her great as a person who knows them personally it's true he's a great husband and they're happy move on from negativity so of course that got some backlash and a lot of that had to do with the age and yeah 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 and because he met her initially before she was 18 the first time they went out and interacted and when i say interacted like went out not sex or anything because i don't know their personal life he waited until she was 18 And of course, at the time, he was approximately 37 to date her. And then approximately five months thereafter, he proposed to her. Right. And now they have one child. They're married. They have one child and then they have one on the way. Okay, so first of all, do you see any. Hearing that like he's 42, she's nine. Well, I don't know how old she is now. How old is she? Well, when he when they married, I think she was 19. Right. Okay. Any, what's your initial So I, I kind of, of agree with her in that the headline was unnecessary. 
they throw shade. They put those I mean, the ages in there for I mean, a reason. The point is to, for them to get likes. Okay, that's what I agree. So, but I kind of agree. The headline was unnecessary. However, my opinion on the situation is I agree with everyone else. You waited until she turned 18 to start dating. However, that meant that you were talking to her while she was a minor. Because it says, right, in the report that you sent, the date the after magazine. Mm -hmm. her 18th birthday is when they started dating. You didn't just start dating from one day to the other. You actually were talking to that girl when she was 17. And but you were 37. Does any of that matter when they are yes, now married and it was legal and they are and what uh, what what well before we move there, I want to I do think there's value and we're going to get there. I'm not cutting you off. I just want to give I I believe in being full, you know, having full disclaimer. He says in June 2020 on in June 2020, he defended his relationship with Maya on Instagram due to concerns about her 19 due to concerns about they having a 19 year age difference. He says, Maya and I didn't start dating until she was an adult. We fell in love and got engaged in March of 2019. My dad, Michael loves her and the people I'm closest to all love her as well. Most importantly, we have Jehovah's blessing because apparently they're both Jehovah witnesses. He continues and says, there's so much more to be concerned about in the world then creating rumors about me. No twists, no turns, no scandals, just true love. There is nothing that can come to light because there is no darkness in my life. You wanted the truth. I don't have anything to hide. I still find, I, I don't know how that makes no difference to the fact that you were talking to a 17-year-old when you were 37 years old because he's 42 now. And if I, I made my calculations, I actually went and Googled his birthday and deducted from when he started talking to her, meaning that she was 17 years old when he started speaking to okay, her. Okay, but that's not illegal, technically, maybe in a jurisdiction, but go ahead. So... I guess what I'm getting at is your concern that you feel that it's morally wrong or legally incorrect, or you just think it's bad so all around. We should be okay with the fact that because he married her, we're going to overlook the fact that a 37-year-old man is having thoughts on a 17-year-old girl? Uh, wait, 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 Because <laughs> now I feel like you're trying to hit me with something. I am. I, I, you're trying to hit a brother with something that the brother won't prepare for. Now, what you say? So you're telling me, because you read to me the fact that he's basically saying, we didn't start dating until she was an adult, only because she was 18 years old. Everybody loves her. Everybody accepts it. Jehovah is is our witness to it. So again, what you and I'm and I'm saying you, I'm meaning him. What you're trying to tell me is that I should be okay with the fact that when you were 37 years old, you were already having thoughts of being with a 17 year old girl. So I should find that okay because you married her. Well, here's what uh, well, I can't answer for him because I didn't speak to him at the time and I didn't speak to him afterwards because I don't have no personal relationship with him. But here's what I would say that's strategically missing from that statement. And then I'll go back to your, your question. Mm -hmm. Strategically missing from that is, okay, your daddy liked her, but what about her family? Because <laughs> I ain't, what I didn't see in that, hearing that statement, reading that statement was, 
her mom, her dad, they okay. They love it. They do mention she doesn't have a relationship with her dad. She was her grandparents. grandparents. Right. Okay. Well, where is that? Her grandparents, I'm going to assume, were okay with it. No, no, no. Strategically, what I'm saying is strategically, what I'm saying is, is that what I found striking in that statement, and I'm not casting any aspersion on what they're doing, is any mention about her, anyone from her side of the family who says that they loved, appreciated, understood the relationship. That's one thing, right? Now, to answer your question, I do think I can understand why people are like, okay, you you waited until she could legally marry, okay. But to your point, what type of conversations was going on before that? Was exactly. it more just like, you know, I I can understand that, but I'm gonna tell you the type of conversations because you started dating her the day after she turned 18. So trust me, they were already having conversations of I like you, I want to date you, I want to do this, I want to do that, etc. Come on now. Let's not be naive. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be respectful because they're married and they have a union and Jehovah said it's And we good. have our opinion. We do. <laughs> so let me just say, my if Davion came home, it was like... Mom, I want to be with a 42-year-old. I'm going to look at him and be like, boy, you better get out of my face before I smack the shit out of you. <laughs> if Davion came with that... Yeah, we're gonna have to have some some meet and greets, some conversations. Exactly. No, no, um, no, no, no. We're not doing no meet and greet. You no, may do a meet and greet. I'm not. Davian, Davian, if you're listening to this, don't you dare, boy. But dare. at the end of the day, once he gets of age, what can we do? So for That's me, true. the only thing that I can do is give him salient advice about what that means, what it's gonna look like. Think about this. You, you know, you're not mature enough to have those thought processes of this is really love and yeah, yeah, yeah. When this person gets a certain age, you may be still wanting to do X, Y, and Z, and this person can't do that. What are the conversations going to be? So you have to think about the longevity of it because marriage isn't, I mean, people get divorced all the time, but the sanctity of marriage, I think is important, right? Look at Will and, and Jada. Hey. Know, they, they've been together for like 20 some plus years. 23, well, they even wrote, you know, the 20 something year relationship in Instagram or whatnot. And yeah, but they weren't together, but okay. But yes, but you know, you need to understand what that may look like and understand what you are willing to expand the energy you're willing to expand on that. I don't know. I, I, I don't really take, because I date people who are younger than me. So I don't really take it as there is an absolute no, you can't date people who are younger than you, but they need to be legally able to drink. <laughs> they need to be a certain age. This is just my opinion. Like if I were to talk to someone, I think I'm okay with, with at least a five, five year difference, but th we're talking about if this man is 42, let's just go back to when they met. She was 17, he was 37. That's over 20 years of a difference. 
Smith. Yes, but you know, there was allegations that R. Kelly and Aaliyah had some interactions when she was younger. And there's allegations that her song Ain't Age Ain't Nothing But a Number was reflective of that. Now, I don't know. I'm telling you, these are rumors, so they are not proven. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think that. I, 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 here's what I would say. I think that there are several factors pulling on this. I think there's gender norms that we are expecting because if the if the if the person was a male that was younger and the person they're dating is older that was a female i think the the reception would be different right and the outrage or the commentary would be different and so i need to be respectful of the fact that there's gender norm norms that's at play here and we can't have the conversation without saying that. As a parent, for me, I would want the, my child to be 21 before they get married. Right. Period. Exactly. Whether the person they marry is a month older, 40 years older, 10 years older, 15 years older. Now, also, I mean, there are power dynamics that come with that with the age differences but i don't know it's 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 a very sensitive topic and i'm trying to be respectful but still honest if i had a daughter which is why when they when you were pregnant i was praying to god it was a a son Mm. not a daughter i think my reaction here sitting today would be very different and that explains my gender, I don't want to say discrimination, but I there's an expectation of a difference between a daughter versus a son, right? And that's just me being honest. And I don't know. I don't know how to navigate that conversation. <laughs> I don't know why I put it as a topic because I don't think I'm really offering anything. But I mean, I offered it. It was wrong. I mean... Do I agree that the headline was a little too much? Yeah, but they did the headline it with was intentions. Stupid. They did yeah. it with intentions, though. It's like you said, they wanted the likes and they wanted people to to click on it, and they got it. But do I think there's a problem with the situation? I I think there is. And again, I think that by you saying I waited until she turned eighteen, a day, a day after to date her, we should be okay. We should be okay with the fact that you married her and that you've made a life with her, but no, we're not okay because we still have to address the age difference and that you were having these type of thoughts with a 17-year-old. Purportedly, they were having the, the conversations. Oh, come on now. They were having that. And purportedly, he was having the thoughts, but he did meet her. When she was 17. She was yes, he did meet her before that. And um, yeah, I think he should have probably ran his statement through his publicist before he's submitted. And it goes back to to what we were talking about, Jada and Will, right? Like, you guys bring us along with stuff that we don't care, we don't need to know. We didn't need to know that you started dating her a day after she turned 18 because guess what? Now our minds are over here, like I did, making calculations. Right. I think, yeah, I, I agree there. I think that if I was in that situation, my statement would have been I don't need to explain to any of you. You can have your opinions about it. The bottom line is, is that we're husband and wife. 
We have a child. We are focused on our family. If you want to love our family, so be it. If you don't want to love our family, so be it. But the blessings that we are that we have received thus far will continue going forward because our union is blessed. That would have been my statement. There you something, go. Something like that. He should have called me. Okay. You next time, Mikey. For sure, contact. because I mean you could have <laughs> said it better. Contact me. That's what I would have said because I don't need to. I don't need to placate into your bullshit. And when I say your bullshit, I mean the other people. Because I, what we don't know from any of that is that you leave by making that statement. And I'm, here's where I'm going to go now. Thank you for bringing it up. By making the statement, you give room for me now to think about, okay, what the fuck were y'all talking about? What kind of conversations were y'all having? How exactly. often were y'all having these conversations? What were y'all sharing? On these messages, what were you? What, how often were you having like inappropriate conversations? Exactly. Who knew about this, right? But that's because you you opened the door for that, and so yeah, no, I agree with that. And I'm, I, you know, I I can't comment on whether they're supposed to be together or not. They married, and it's a union. And he he said Jehovah blessed it, and so therefore it is, and there shall it shall be, and it's not for me to put asunder. So yeah. <laughs> Anything else on Amen. this topic? <laughs> Any else, anything else on this topic before we that, depart? That's it. I think no. you have enough content for two days, for two, right, no. two weeks. <laughs> Are you drunk? No, no not at all. Uh, we only in one hour and 40 minutes. Exactly. All right. You usually make that 45 minutes, right? Mm, I'm just going to put it out. The next topic is <laughs> now. Oh, wait, I there's more? You, yeah, one more. I put now. Now, girl, oh, why you? Carly, Carly. Yeah, now, girl, why you mad? And I'm talking about Carly's, <laughs> Carly's mom. <laughs> All right, so you know we did an episode on Carly Russell, right? And so the other day, two days ago on Wednesday, today is today is Friday or Saturday? This Saturday. Okay, then three days ago, right? Friday's Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah, three days ago, she went to court, right? So Carly was charged with two misdemeanors false reporting to law enforcement and falsely reporting the incident after she claimed she was kidnapped and, and drug over a fence and and, and, and and she saw some baby in some diaper walking down the highway when she was going 85 miles per hour. <laughs> now, so she went to court and so the judge is contemplating, we don't have the full sentence, contemplating six months for each charge, which would give her a year, and also restitution at the amount of approximately eighteen thousand dollars, but the amount for those who really want to be accurate, seventeen thousand nine hundred and seventy-four dollars and eighty-eight cents. And so after she came out, there's a reporter. I, I well, I, I guess he's a reporter, but he called himself JLR Investigates, a white guy, and he was screaming to the mom and the dad. And when the they everybody, because I think she was coming out too. Yeah, she was coming out. Why you, why you lie, Carly? Why you, why you claim a white man, white man did this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I think he went a little farther. I agree with the white man and whatnot. white man, because let's be real. There have been many white women okay, who falsely claimed that some black man came in and did this. That, and that. I'm not trying to, we shouldn't make this a race thing, period. But the mom basically came and she was like, you in my space. Did oh, you, you could tell part? she was mad. Like, you she could tell mad. she was ready. <laughs> okay. But here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I love my people. <laughs> I'm all for my black people. 
okay, he was not in her space. She actually went into his space. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So I'm, I'm going to call that out for what it was. Okay. And I'm going to say the same thing that I said when we did the episode on Carly Russell. I suspect, this is just me personally, okay, the mom knew more than what the mom disclosed when she went on TV initially, okay? She's upset that it didn't go the way that she wanted it to go. That ain't got nothing to do with me, boo-boo. But here's what I'm going to say. You can't defend everything that your kids do, okay? <laughs> there are some... There is some sh- times where you just got to call shit for what it is and say, you know what? My daughter fucked up. She understands the consequences of her actions and we are ready to move forward. Right? And that's what okay. she should have said. When exactly. he approached her, that's exactly what she should have said. You right. know, she knows she did it wrong. She's going to pay for the consequences. We deeply bow our heads in apology. Right. I mean, something like that. Like, you don't have to get all upset and be angry face because you know your daughter lied. Let's be real. Okay. She lied. It looked like okay? she was about to just punch the man. Yeah. Like, the she daughter squared lied. up. <laughs> right. The daughter lied. And and you can't be upset with the world because your daughter lied, like, at the end of the day. And, yeah, I... Your daughter lied, got caught. Now it's going to be painful, those consequences. I, I truly hope she she serves the time because you need to learn, you know, what you did. You had everybody, you know. Now, I will say that there is, a, if you look on social media, there are a lot of people commenting about, yeah, you know, but there are a lot of white folks who are making lies on black people and they don't have the justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we and a lot of black folks are over here making light of Carly's situation and want swift justice and things of that nature. So here's what I'm going to say on that. I wholeheartedly agree. There are a lot of white folks who made a lot of lies on black people who didn't even get to the point where Carly is. But black folks are not a monolith. We're not monolithic. We can have different perspectives, different views, different values, different understandings. And we can call each other on the carpet when we need to. And that's the beauty of being in the race <laughs> of the accused at that particular point, right? And I will say that I wholeheartedly agree that Carly should have some consequences. Now, I know her attorney is is a planning to appeal the decision whenever it's finalized, where it would go before a jury and this, that, and the third, which has its own problems, right? Because you never know what a jury is going to do. They can give her more than what she actually was initially given or not. But putting that aside, I want to stick to the point that Black folks particularly can be outraged and demand justice on Carly and still hold steadfast to the fact that white folks who make these false claims should also hold steadfast to the fact that these people need to be held responsible for the actions. Agree. She needs to do something. Now, do she need to spend a year in jail? Probably not. I think that's a little much. Mm. Personally, should she spend some time? I think sometimes she needs to understand what it feels like to be behind bars and she should pay for the time, energy and effort that people I put agree. into it for the time that they were trying to find someone who really wasn't missing, but was in the hotel. You even had Beyonce's mom, girl. Like mm, Exactly. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult topic, but 
that's what it is. All right. Anything you want to say on that before we end this? Nah. Goodbye, Carly. (laughs) All right. So that was episode 83. Like the tea spill gossip hour. Now, technically it was more than an hour. Yeah. We've been going for almost. That happens anytime you go to happy hour though. You start talking and you get involved and. I know. I know. But yeah. So that's it. Anything you want to say to the people? I do. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month to my fellow Hispanics. And goodbye. Hmm. All right. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. May you... Ends the, on Sunday. Simmer into the blessing that it is. Yeah. And greatness to you all. Let me do this. Okay. So you can reach us on Facebook at Keeps Creek Cafe. You can reach us on... IG, Twitter, and Twitch at Peeps Creek. You can reach us on YouTube at Peeps Creek Podcast. You can, of course, get us on the website, www.peepscreek.com. You can send us an email at cafe at peepscreek.com. All of the links are available at cafe.peepscreek.com slash links. And I think there's something else I can do. Let me make sure I can do this right. And... I haven't did this in a long time. If you want to, you know, donate a little bit, give us a little support, you can go ahead and use that QR code. We can also put it here so you can see that QR code. You can buy me some coffee. You can buy me some bourbon. You can buy me some tea. You can buy me some spinach. You can do all that by donating right there. All right. So until next time, make sure that you continue to drink, listen, and converse. Peace. And love. Goodbye.